And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. Remember, Manscaped has perfected the ball hair trimmer. They call it the Lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof. You can charge it for up to 90 minutes so you can bring it on the road with you. And remember, shaving the balls are one of the hardest things to shave on the male body. I use it every morning in the shower. I walk out the door with a fresh set of balls. It gives me confidence. Remember, fellas. That's how you get ahead in life, all right? You got to take care of the little details. Remember, manscaped.com. Use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Willie DeVoe, or William DeVoe, I guess I call him Willie. Uh, Willie goes to Havid University. Myself, dudes, and Billy went up to Boston. I think it was two years ago now, and Willie gave us a tour of the Harvard dressing room. Obviously, we all know the name Harvard, top-of-the-line organization, top-of-the-line school, Ivy League. We were very fortunate to meet up with Willie up in Boston and getting the tour the tour, excuse me, from him. Uh, before going and playing at Harvard, he played in the USHL, playing for the Tri-City Storm, and he is also a Sackful native. This is the second time Willie has been on the podcast. I had, Like I said, I haven't talked to him in two years, so I'm excited that he's stopping by the studio. I'm sure he has tons tons of stories to tell us over the past couple of years, so it's going to be a great episode. Remember, I'm Justin. We're talking to Willie. This is the High Button Podcast. We hope you enjoy. Here we go. Willie, we are going... Give me a test test. We didn't even do the test test. Test test. Test test. We're going. All right. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Man, welcome back. Second uh, time. Yeah, it's been a while. How's life? Yeah. Life's good. Just uh, enjoying the time at home. Yeah. I uh, haven't been home in a couple of years, so it's uh, good to see all my old buddies and spend some time here. So it's been it's been awesome. It's the everyone's saying that everyone that's coming on the podcast, you know, you know how what's it like being home, and everyone just appreciates appreciation appreciates it. <laughs> right now because everyone's gone everyone's always thinking about hockey everyone's always up in the air going a million miles per hour and it's just great when everyone's home for a little bit everyone can breathe right before the podcast you saying you were starting to meditate which is awesome yeah no i uh i think appreciation is the big word there like um at first i got home and was kind of like oh i'm home for i'm used to just being home for three weeks kind of in and out but uh no now it's been it's been awesome and uh with all the covid going on so i've been uh reading some books listening to uh Listen to a podcast by Alex Kalorn off Tampa Bay, and he talked about uh, he talked about meditating. And he scored like twenty five. I think he had a his best year this year. No way. In the show, he had a bunch of buckets, and he uh, he said he talked about meditating. So I just started doing it. I was like, didn't think I would ever find myself ever doing this because I'm just running gun all day. But it kind of helped me like step back, be a little grateful, uh, appreciate some things, and uh, kind of slow life down a bit. What did he say about the meditation that helped him with the goal scoring? He just said uh, like. It, not to get too uh, technical or sciencey here, but like I, uh, <laughs> I took a class at school this year uh, about yeah. like mindfulness and stuff. It was a psychology class. I love it, and it was super interesting. Like me and my roommates got on it, and then I heard that, and I was like, you know, maybe, maybe meditating is how I can be more mindful. I guess. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm kind of into that, like just trying to learn how to better myself. Yeah. Um, mentally and physically. So, no, it's it's helped a ton. I'm glad I started on it. Like uh, I'm kind of getting into it, and and. Uh, Hopefully I can keep it going throughout the year. That's the thing that's tough with that meditating thing is sticking with it because you'll do it for a bit and be like, okay, I mastered it, and then yep. you just stop doing it. Like I was on the, I, I did it for a little bit, but then I just stopped because I was like, oh okay, yeah, I got it, I got the hang of it. But the key to it is to keep doing it. But yeah. I just, I just 
I don't know. I, th- I thought it like helped with like patience and things. Like being able to sit in a room with your eyes closed, without yeah. your phone for you know thirty minutes is it's tough for guys like you and I. I don't know. I have I probably have ADD. So do you? Maybe. Oh, I've but a bit everyone sure. has a little ADD, in especially them. nowadays. Yeah, and it's, it's just. I don't know. It's a cool practice, but it's tough. Real I think tough. it's it's uh, especially in the world we live in too. Like with social media and everything, everything's just out there, and there's always stuff kind of getting thrown in your face. It's nice to just like unplug yourself for thirty minutes and just hang out. Like it does get intense sometimes too. Like I'm trying to focus for like that long a time. Like like you said, everyone's kind of ADD now. It's hard to sit with your thoughts for a while. Yeah, and it's like well, you kind of you kind of after a couple times you start to learn. Uh, learn about it I guess and feel yourself focusing feel yourself I like that you start to think about yourself and what you're doing wrong and like your mind is racing and you almost need to slow your mind down it's a cool little process yeah exactly and like I like I said I used to be so run and gun like I would get up train skate go home like pass it on my coach get up do it again and it's like now I'm kind of get home stretch eat the right way uh like I just I'm more like in tune with what I got to do and my habits are just a lot better. So it's, yeah. uh, it's made for, I feel better on the ice feel if I've improved my skating quite a bit. So it kind of all just ties together and hopefully I can put some points up this year, start to recover from those injuries I had a couple of years ago. Well, that was my next question. Do you think you're more health conscious and more self conscious due to the injury? Like if you didn't have an injury, do you think you maybe like wouldn't meditate or you wouldn't focus more on the healthy aspect of life, I guess? Yeah, I think so for sure. I think before, um, I got sick there uh, before my 17-year-old season in the USHL. I was, like, just banged up, like, had a lot of injuries, but I kept just getting stronger, getting faster. I'd be, I was fine, I think. And then I took a step back last summer after I had surgery because um, I couldn't do as much, and uh, I just trained, like, smarter. Yeah. Ate really healthy. I started, like, cutting out things from my diet, um, like gluten, dairy, in, like, mostly. Like, I still eat a little bit of it. But I just felt like way more energized. I got a nutritionist here no last way. summer. Yeah, I lost a bunch of weight after surgery because I just wasn't doing anything. But um, and then I got to the season. Like I didn't step on the ice all summer. I don't think. I uh, got there the first day at school. Was scrimmaging with some NHL guys there that were back home. They were back at Harvard there. Yeah. And I just I was like, wow, I got to do this again. Like I feel great after not skating at all. It was just like felt rested, felt recovered and fast, in good shape and healthy. So no, it's it's a it's a lot of work, but I gotta say it's worth it. It's such a discipline aspect. Like I'm trying to not gluten. I don't. I don't. Mind, I don't really know what gluten is to be honest with you. But like I'm trying to cut out. I'm trying to cut out dairy. I'm trying to cut yeah. out bread. I'm trying to cut out the shit that makes me feel bad. But it's just so difficult. Like I'll be at the grocery store, and I'll, a rule what I do at the grocery store is I'll go full, so I don't yeah. shop a lot and I don't buy a lot of shit that I don't need. But sometimes Smart, I'll yeah. go and I'll end my shopping list, and I'll be there for like a minute without anything to do and I'm like you know what no I'm gonna go pick up a, a loaf of bread I'm gonna go pick up that sandwich meat that cheese and yeah. then it's just that last yeah. little discipline that I'm like fuck I'm, I just suck with but yeah because it all it all starts at the grocery store if you ask me if, if you can buy the right foods and bring it home and exactly. put the right foods in your body you're fine yeah. but it's it's that discipline when you're buying it and what you put in your house like I, for me another thing about being home this summer is I get to my my grandmother lives in in uh, Wolfville there so okay. I go down once a week hang out with her uh, I'll have to mow her lawn actually, so that's why I go down but, uh, <laughs> and spend some time with her. But uh, there's like farmers markets down there that are pretty, pretty good and like good yeah. prices. So I just once a week I go down, and load up there, buy all my food. Yeah. I just and it's like there's nothing really processed there and healthy, so yeah. I bring that back and it's all good. Like, so I, I don't even mind it at this point. It's kind of just routine and yeah. it's it's got easier as I've gone on. But um, another book I read was uh, The Power of Habit and. Uh, 
it's interesting how it takes like 21 days to build a habit. So 21 days before the season, pretty much I'll start really dialing it in like making sure everything is all my habits are in, in check kind of. Okay. And that's how I kind of go through the year. Cause after that, after those 21 days, I find everything's like, it just flows easier. It's just routine now. Really? And you don't even think twice about it. Yeah. So I just, that's what I kind of talk about working, working smarter, yeah. not harder. It's like, instead of putting on two more plates on the back squat, you know, work on, work on your off ice habits and make sure, make sure your lifestyle is healthy rather than just, uh, just your hockey, yeah. hockey health. I, as I say, yeah. What's the name so, of that book? Uh, power of habit, power of habit. Yeah. I got a couple, couple of good books. I, my old athletic trainer at Harvard, he, uh, he would always recommend, uh, his name's Matt Whaling. He's a great guy. He works, he, he moves schools actually, but he would always give me books to read yeah. and I'd be kind of like up in the air at first and read a couple of pages, whatever. But yeah. when I actually read through one of them, I was like, all right, this is, this is a, it's a great book. And like, no I took way. a ton from it. Yeah. Are you so, done it? Oh yeah. I'd love it. to borrow it. Yeah. I'd love to sure. read that book. That'd I actually, cool. a lot of times too, I just, well, I have like a uh, student Amazon prime. I just, I buy them on like audible audio books. Oh yeah. 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 And I'll rip them in the car on the way to the gym in the morning. Nice. Um, long drives or when I'm going to bed, it's uh yeah. It just makes it easier because it's hard. I know sometimes to pick up a book and actually oh, read it. So terrible. I, I've maybe read ten books in my life, but I love the audio books. I love that. Yeah, I'll sit sweet. there. And- it makes it easy. It's like if you can do it easy. Like if you can, if it's easier to do it this way, like why not do it? Yeah. I guess. Like if it's easier for some people, you still getting the knowledge and like reading the books. So. Yeah. I was introduced to an audio book when I was. I uh, used to work as a concierge, so I used to drive cars up and down from the garage at a hotel okay. I used to work at. Yeah. And this guy pulled up and like. Uh, it wasn't, I think it was like, not a Lamborghini. It, it was like a, what's the one with the horse? A Porsche? Ferrari. Ferrari. It was a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he pulls up in this Ferrari and I can't drive standard, but it was an automatic. <laughs> Luckily, I was pumped. Yeah. So I get in, I, dr- I drive it down to the, the parking lot and the radio or the, the CD was already on and it was an audio book and it was yeah. like a self-help talk book and this car that i'm driving is probably a 200 300 car and yeah. i meet the guy up in the lobby after i like you know park his car and i'm listening to the audio book and it's essentially this woman telling this guy or just telling a, a story about how to be successful and how to be disciplined and how to prepare and how to be disciplined all that sh- good yeah. shit that you need to you know in order to be successful in life yeah and i went up to him in the lobby i was talking about the book i was like hey man where'd you get that book like what's 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 with all that the talking and audio book and he's like man like that's how i get ahead in life and this guy's driving a three hundred thousand dollar car so i'm like oh that's you know i never really did anything about it i never bought an audio (laughs) book after but i was like oh that that might make sense a little bit it's kind of cool no it's true and that's why you look at the most successful people another book sorry if you're throwing out a bunch of books here but that's all right tools of titans another book that's where i got the meditating from and i got it from killorn and it's like it's a bunch of the world's most successful doctors uh wealthiest people and they just talk about their habits same thing and it's like it's just interesting to read. Like you think these people are such big shots and all they f- focus on is their work, but sometimes these people take a step back and they take care of themselves first and that's why they're so successful and they can perform the way the way they do cuz uh I forget where I was going with this, but I had another point. I kind of forget, but uh it's uh, it's so important and vital to just take care of your, your mental health, your physical health and all those combined together to put success. And I I heard this what I was going to say is I I guess back in the day I used to think like reading these books to take care of myself is all like I was guessing I was kind of like too cool for it. Yeah. It's like, what do I do? I just play hockey and yeah. get pucks deep and read books <laughs> for school. So it's like, <laughs> at some point, you got to just like uh, be organized, do all that stuff. And it makes a huge difference. It makes life easier. Yeah. Like less stress, less less worry. So yeah. 
Oh, it's uh, definitely, definitely recommend it. Good for stuff, sure. man. Yeah. Um, I've probably thanked you already for this, but I got to thank you again. We always talk about it on the podcast. Oh, of course. When we came up to Harvard and got the tour of the room, you did like we we talk about it to this day. Like you went out of your way. I don't even know if we were allowed oh, in the room because the boys were still in there <laughs> yeah, naked, <they> <laughs> showering and shit. And we're like, where is hey, what's up, boys? But like you have no idea how much we appreciate that, and I don't know. Like the oh, trainer was giving you a little bit of flack because you were hurt at the time, and he told us, and like oh, yeah. uh, we we were just like I, we, I, when we left, we're like I don't think Willie was allowed to bring us in, but we're <laughs> like you know what, fuck it, like that maritime boy, he did it for us. So we to this day we talk about it. So I just want to thank you again, man. It was, no, it was such a great opportunity for us. We were pumped. Yeah, no, of course I'm glad you guys came to visit. I mean. I um, love being from the Maritimes, and I uh, pe- best people in, in the world are from here. So of course, I take the time to, to show you guys around. I mean, it's it's a great spot. We're lucky to have what we have, and I um, I remember that. I I also had the bum shoulder. Yeah, and I was like, my trainer's like, get the ice bags on you, and I'm like, I gotta go talk. I gotta go see these guys. Like, well, I'm sorry. You, you, you like, we messaged you. We're like, hey, like, can we come down? And you're like, no, my my shoulder's bummed right now. I gotta ice it and do something to it. Then I'll come up and see you. Yeah. And then we went down and just kind of waited for you. And we told the, the trainer, like, oh, Willie's gonna come see us right after he fixes his shoulder. And he goes, how do you know about the shoulder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got rattled on me. I was just like, I was like, oh, they're not gonna go tell the world. They don't care. Yeah, we'll go tell ESPN. Yeah, Willie's shoulder's <laughs> yeah. bummed right now. Like, these guys are good guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but no, that was that was great. I think you went to see Shane too there in Boston. Yeah, we so. saw Shane too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great spot. We're lucky. Um, a lot of Nova Scotia guys there now. Ethan Phillips is there now. Yeah, yeah. At BU, so uh, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys got to see it. Uh, yeah, all the all the boys were in the room still. They didn't care either, though. We got some great guys on the team. There. What did they say after we left? Oh, they were just asking. They were just asking who you were and stuff. And I told, I they listened to my last podcast. I thought it was awesome. So oh yeah. No, they they were loving it. They got a kick out of you guys. Oh, so. talk about a facility. Yeah, it's uh, the the room. Oh my god, we're pretty lucky. And that's I think what uh, I'm very like. I got to say first and foremost, like my f- best decision in my life was to go to school there um, and play hockey. Like it's been. Uh, a lot of fun the two years but i've also learned a lot and uh improved on the ice and off the ice so uh no it's we're lucky i'm very grateful to be there and uh you know all the donors and support we get to put uh to build a room like that i think it's it's unbelievable and we we get treated like nhl players there it's, oh it's we're just we're very fortunate the equipment manager the training staff the coaches are all are all uh, top level, so the room was beautiful. Nice wood yeah. stalls. Oh the yeah, fucking... to come back off the ice after that every day and just kind of <sighs> hang out in there with the boys. It's uh, it's awesome. Like I, that's one thing I noticed when I came home. I got to air my gear on my deck. I'm just like, oh, I missed the <laughs> the room where my gear would just be perfect and yeah. new sticks. And but it's no, it's uh, it's uh, we're definitely lucky. I remember we were walking around the campus because the baseball field's right next to the rink, and yeah. you were practicing, so we're just waiting for you to finish. And dudes and Billy are big baseball guys, so we just walked oh, yeah. around the mound, and there was just like baseballs and bats like left everywhere. We didn't steal any bats, but we <laughs> stole baseballs because they were just left there, and they had the oh, Harvard yeah. logo, and, the, and they were just like, I, I can't believe they're just leaving baseballs around for everyone. <laughs> like we're taking a couple, yeah. and it was just unbelievable, like top of the line equipment, top of the line yeah. field. It, it, the I remember when we pulled up in dudes' car. You know, it's a nice car, but like not compared to what was in that parking lot. It was just, <laughs> yeah, we stuck out like it's, sore thumbs. But nonetheless, it was no, I mean, just unbelievable. I mean, you could probably say I stick out like a sore thumb at Harvard too. But like, <laughs> um, it's just, it's crazy. Like you go from junior, and obviously, like it's different budgets, but it's just college, college hockey, college baseball, like college football. It's crazy how much. <laughs> How much uh, support we get from the schools and and the athletic departments? So it's yeah. no, it's it's 
I got a couple of buddies on the baseball team, and actually, they're they're pretty good. Like the uh, the year, I guess, when you guys came to visit, they won the Ivy League championship. Did they? Yeah, like they they got some good players that are in the. I think um, so. My buddy Jake Suttleson, he plays for. Uh, I think he just signed with Oakland, and a guy the year before too had signed with Oakland, the same team. I think I'm not 100 percent sure the teams, but Wicked. no, they produce some some good talent. And like in the springtime when our season's over, it's like. Sunny day on a Saturday, no homework. I'm going to watch baseball all day in the sun and yeah, have some few beers. So it's uh, it's nice. It's perfect for us, and I know all the guys. So it's uh, I love watching it. I'm a big baseball guy too. My cousins oh, yeah. are all baseball players up in Cape Breton. So oh yeah, yeah. My cousin Sean Ferguson plays uh, for the Sooners there. Oh, he's, does he? Uh, yeah, he's like one of my best friends. Like we're pretty close. Oh he's, yeah, he's the man. So. Call him the mayor of Sydney. <laughs> He's just a riot. So. They were supposed to host nationals this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, weren't they? they? Were. Yeah, he plays against dudes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, dudes was telling me that was going to be a big event. We were trying to buy some advertising on the on the field out there for nationals because it was yeah, a that big event. Sweet. Yeah, no, I think uh, they host they hosted nationals. I forget when, but yeah, they, I know they were all fundraising for it and getting ready getting ready for uh, for nationals. I think it was Sean was going to play like. He was kind of on the fence if he was going to keep playing, but I think Nationals were coming up. He wanted to Might as well. keep going. Yeah, he loves playing. He's good, too. Yeah. So, um, No, I th- but COVID, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it sucks that so many sweet events have been canceled. But Brutal. Yeah, it's unfortunate right now, but, you know, at least we're doing what the best, yeah. best to keep some people safe. So, How did you guys find out up at Harvard? Were you guys playing? Was you practicing? Were you in class? Like, <laughs> it was. How did you find out the season was done? It's kind of a crazy story, actually. Like we started to get speculation, and I was just like, "Whatever, it's not gonna happen." Like I'm not le- like you're not, you're gonna have to arrest me and take me out of my dorm. Like I love this place. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. not leaving. And we had to play on the road that weekend at RPI in the playoffs. Where's RPI? Uh, like New York somewhere. Nice. I don't know. I just kind of get on the bus and go. <laughs> I don't know where any of these teams are. But uh, we, like, I forget. We had just played St. Lawrence in the first round because we didn't get a bye. We just had a, like, bad end of the regular season, whatever. Lost a couple crucial points. So we had to play the first round. We won. Played well. Wasn't many fans there because COVID was coming and like we, people didn't want to go in the rink. Like it was kind of starting to come about. Yeah, cases are starting to pop up. And then that like Tuesday, we were, like started to get word that yeah we might be going home. So we practiced Monday, practiced Tuesday, and then Wednesday, all the seniors were just like, "All right, if this is our last week of college, like, and we're going to New York to play in front of no fans, it's like kind of tough." We were just like, "All right, like." So Wednesday, schools gets canceled and sports are kind of like up in the air and there's people are kind of starting to go crazy have some fun so we're just like yeah boys we're in new york how far are you from the city we were like not far but anyways the crazy (laughs) part is is then we go to practice that day and i guess some guys were already out enjoying themselves and we get on the ice we our coach is like i don't know what's gonna happen and our coach is a beauty like he's he's a great guy yeah just a player's coach and he goes, let's go and have fun today, and whatever happens, happens. And he's just like, I don't know what to tell you. And we're obviously we're all stressed and stuff about it because it's pretty sad. I know some of our seniors, like a guy, his name's Justin Zito. He's one of my good friends, and he's just put his heart and soul on the line for our team for four years. Yeah. Uh, maybe gotten 20 games, but every game he went in, he was unbelievable. Just works his ass off, and he's an unbelievable student, unbelievable person. And like guys like him, like he's not gonna be able to walk across the stage for his graduation. And it's just so sad. So we kind of, you know, our coach just let us go out and play some three on three, and it was a blast. And then after that, we kind of found out that school was done. So we got to spend the next five days together. And then it was Sunday was the day we had to get out of there. So 
No way. Uh, that was a Wednesday, I think, we found out. And so we had fun for four days and came back here. And then it was locked down here. So Did you fly home or drive? I just flew. Like, yeah. I, I left a lot of my stuff there. We left, like, a ton of stuff in our room because we... Do we you still were, have stuff there right now? Oh, yeah. Like, I got a... Um, my buddy, my roommate there, he lives in Mass, so he just took a like, couple boxes for me because I was just like, I got to pack a, my hockey gear and yeah. a bag, and I barely even thought I would take my hockey gear because everything else was just like, get home. The world's pretty much on pause right now. So. Yeah. But no, we uh, figured it out, got home, and then went in isolation for two months. It's crazy so, times, man. It was it was crazy. That was... At least you're close to home. At least you weren't like in Europe or somewhere. Yeah, exactly. You know? I know a lot of the guys in Europe had struggles getting back. Yeah. Our captain my freshman year was in France. And I think he had some troubles. Yeah. And then he finally got back. But I was just like, it was crazy. Like, looking back on it now, and it's still crazy. But yeah. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Sure. But everyone's going through it. So it's, and yeah, you know. and it's, it's it's great to be in Canada. And yeah, we have, in Nova Scotia especially, like, the Premier of Health is doing an unbelievable job, I think. So, and he's being reasonable, too. Like, he's opened up restrictions when he when he should have and when it was safe to. And, yeah. uh like, I, I even actually went to the States um, to get some stuff. I had to drive across, and I had a DOSH appointment. Came back, and, like, I was at home for two weeks with my mom left because she's immune, uh, has immune issues. So okay. um, she went to my grandma's, and I just stayed at home for two weeks. RCMP came and checked on me. And I was did just they? Like, yeah, it was kind of crazy. But looking back at it, it's like, I'm glad I did that. I'm yeah. glad I was smart about it. Cause I'm happy they, they're checking up on you. you know yeah, exactly. Because they're I, doing the right thing. Yeah, because like after those two months of isolation, I think everyone like everyone's got to do their part and make sure no one gets sick. Because yeah. uh, so no, it kind of feels good to do the right thing and make sure uh, make sure everyone's healthy. Speaking safe. about teammates, uh, Adam Fox, he's yeah. killing it up in New York right now. He's crazy. What yeah. was he like as a teammate uh, and a player? I guess you got to see him every day in practice and up close and personal on the ice. Yeah. What I mean, was he like? First off, as a, as a player, like ridiculous i mean you watch him on the rangers he's his uh, hockey iq his smarts his hands everything off the charts he's uh i've never seen anything like it like he just he's never really skating too hard he's just yeah. always in the right spot on his edges and the plays like i think i had three goals my freshman year and i tell i tell him this like two of them were just tips from him just putting it perfectly off my tape like in the slot or going to the net and i didn't even i'm much like thanks for the gift foxy <laughs> but like even then like you can just see him on like he'll play 30 30 plus minutes a night and he's just a horse and then as a guy i mean he's he's all the guys at harvard first off are, are a great guy you can't find a bad guy in a locker room and he's just as a freshman like he could have been a big dog to me and he was the nicest guy in the world to me always like even all the for the freshman for the most part like yeah just an A1 guy. He kind of keeps himself. He's a little quieter, but uh, no, for sure. I, I can't say any real bad things about him. Like, he works hard, too. He's quiet about it, again. Like, yeah. you can see him on the ice early. He gives me tips all the time and will work with me a bit. So, no, I'm glad to see he's doing great in the NHL. He's a great dude and deserves deserves all the success. Like, yeah. he's uh, he was great for the program at Harvard. Um, he'll probably be the best dude to ever play there. Like, the, the points he put up were, were crazy. And yeah. just, it was an honor to play play aside him or play alongside him when we were up there for that one game watching him just take a couple strides backwards almost to his hit into his own zone and yep. he would just sauce it into the neutral zone as a centerman was just coming through with speed right through the red <laughs> oh, yeah. line and he would go on a breakaway yeah and you're just like you said it doesn't look like he's trying too hard he's just so casual so calm out there and yeah. it's so true you'll never see him go like top <laughs> speed you'll just kind of see him you know, go up the wing, but then there's a guy on the far left side that's wide open, and I'll just then, somehow get it to him. Yeah, unbelievable. It's, it's, it's crazy how how just like everything's perfect, pretty much. You don't see many mistakes out of him. 
And I always joke, I call him the Zan man because, like, he's just out there. You want to talk about meditating? I feel like he do it all day because he's just no stress out there at all. Yeah. It's crazy. He looked like he was playing a pickup game, the game we saw him play. Yeah, literally. Like, that's how he calm he, he was. does it in the NHL. Too. Like, yeah. he got a bit more hustle, I think, because college might have been a bit too easy <laughs> for him. But, uh, no, he's he's he, he competes hard, too. Like, he just competes. Like, talking about working smarter, not yeah. harder. He's just, no, can take it. can learn a lot from him. He's a player that makes players around him better so yeah. but there's also another guy uh, who plays for the penguins right now john marino too. yeah so he's kind of he were you got, his teammate yeah yeah, yeah he yeah, played yeah. on that team too yeah. um and he was one of my good buddies we were really close and he uh he played three years at harvard and that kind of like didn't put up any any big points like fox did but just every night played against top lines played a ton of minutes and really? that guy's he's he's a horse like he's just as good as Foxy in a different different way, and yeah. um, stepped right into the NHL. I think some people doubted him uh, for leaving after his junior year. Uh, showed up to Pittsburgh, was a stud, made the team, and now he's playing the playoffs on a great team. So, no, he's and same thing goes for him. He's an unbelievable guy who who included all the young guys. Like was never, never both of them never showed any any arrogance after they signed. Like they were the same guys, which is just like you love to see it, and uh, speaks to their character and how uh, why they're so successful. It seems like when guys go to Harvard, when it, when you talk about character, it almost seems like that has to come into play to be a Harvard hockey player. Did, when they when you went to the team, do they look at character? Because you say everyone on the team's a great guy, and I do believe you. Everyone seems like yeah. you know when we were in the room there for a bit, there was no one saying who the fuck are these guys. Everyone just seemed like a good person. Yeah. But you know, if you go to Harvard, that's a very prestige pre- prestigious school. You know, do they look at character? I I think I think so. I, I remember when I went to visit. Uh, I forget. What, I was really young, but I went to visit there for the first time. I was talking to Coach Donato, and he talked about he he talked about hockey a lot, but he also talked about um, you know he really enjoyed me as a person, and I was thankful. And I he, since the day I met him, he's an unbelievable person. Um, he's a great guy. He's super nice to me. He's taking great care of me, and I think he told me about a story of a kid getting in, and uh, like he was just at a loss of words when Coach called him and told him that he, like it was his lifelong dream, and it was a lifelong dream for a lot of the kids that get here. Like, I know for me especially, like, I'll say it. Like, I wanted to go to Harvard since I was a young age. And when I got in there, like, it was unbelievable. But he just kind of said it speaks to the guy's character when they're so, you know, speechless to get in because that's how hard they've worked to come here. And it, I think it's a great representation of character in general, just getting into a school like that. So I think for him, a lot of the players he recruits are, first off, character guys. And, I mean, I think character is a huge thing in hockey now. You talk uh, – I mean, I've learned it from my – Buddy's dad, Trevor Steinberg, who's obviously a friend of the friend of the, friend show, of the show here. Yeah, he's, and I mean, he's the best guy I've met in hockey. Um, he just gets it, and he's he's taught me everything I know. Honestly, uh, how to play hard, how to compete, um, how to be a pro, kind of. And I think he always uh, exemplifies sacrifice and character um, with everything he does. So I think I think it's a huge thing in hockey, and it's what can take you. A skill, I mean, obviously you need it, but uh, character is how you're gonna stay and be able to make a jump to the big leagues yeah and win and that's the main thing you want to do is win so do you think harvard's helped you in any sense of that like has there has there ever been a time when you're at harvard and you know you're in a class and maybe there's a conversation you can't keep up with not we'll get away from character we'll get we'll go into smarts right now yeah but has oh. there ever been a time where you're almost in a class and something's going on and you're like what are they talking about right now oh yeah i've had a couple of my 9 a.m's where i haven't said a word and i have just been like i show up i'm half asleep you know road trip the weekend before maybe and i'm just like they start going at it about politics and i'm like not a clue i'm like i'm, not, I'm, like, I'm gonna sit here with my pen and paper and write down what you're saying and just learn today yeah i'm just like and they'll ask like sometimes 
I'm good. Like some days I come in, I, you know, I understand the readings and stuff and like, I'm into it. Like I love it Yeah. and I'm getting my participation points, but other days it's just like, please don't call on me. I have no sweet clue what's going on. Really? It's just like, it gets, it moves fast sometimes, but like I might say that in class and then like I go to extra help and there's lots of resources. So like you end up understanding it, but some, some like... The levels of intelligence can, there's pretty there's genius. There's probably yeah. genius. Well, there, I don't suppose there is geniuses. At yeah, you don't realize it until you start talking to some of the people there and you realize how intelligent, impressive a person, individual yeah. they are. So you ever get put in a group with like a real smart person, like a genius and you're oh, just like, yeah. oh, okay, well I'll let you lead this one and I'll follow like anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. I, I remember before actually this is going back to my buddy on the baseball team before I had an economics exam and like I have a minor in economics, um, like a, didn't want to major in it because it was just a little too like confusing for me, a little boring maybe, but it's good and good. To, I enjoyed the classes I took. And I had a midterm, and I was, like, panicking. I was just, like, hockey had been busy, and I was, like, I'm a little behind. Like, I got to dial it in here. So I went to the library, and this kid came up to me who was buddies with my buddy off the baseball team, and he's, like, hey, can you help this kid for a bit? I'm, like, thank you so much. Like, I need the help. And he taught me the whole the whole uh, unit in maybe twenty minutes, and no. I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Went in there, did great on the exam, and I was I was just went up to the dining hall the next day. I was like, "You saved my life." I was like, "Thank you." I'm gonna sign a hockey stick for you or <laughs> yeah, something. Like, like, what do you want? <laughs> you want a hockey stick? He's like, "What is hockey?" No, but he was just like, he was the man. Like, yeah, I didn't realize like he kind of looked someone I probably wouldn't be friends with if I hadn't you know started talking to him. But he was a great dude, smart as could be. And like now I talk to him every time I see him yeah. so, and get more help, obviously. Well, I remember the first time you ever came on this podcast and we talked about relationships that you're going to make up at Harvard. Mm-hmm. We talked about the hockey aspect, obviously. That's one aspect, but the relationships that you're going to be able to build up at Harvard to yeah. carry on to the rest of your life, entrepreneurial uh, avenues, you know, just meeting people that, you know, are better than what you do in, in like obviously you're really good at hockey but there's going to be people that are better in business better at other things yeah. Yeah. and the relationships that you can make up at harvard in order to help you in every aspect in life yeah. you must have made some of those relationships oh yeah i can't i mean i can't speak to it enough how how lucky i am to meet the people i have at harvard uh like first off um the first people i met there were you know the hockey players obviously um i met my four roommates or three roommates i guess direct roommates now and we have a blocking group it's called of eight guys and uh all eight of those guys are uh, great guys to live with um they're in my class i guess for hockey um two of them just went pro uh one signed with the canucks and one's going to sweden so um they're great players to start but like we were just so close um learned so much from each other uh we were always hanging out together watching hockey in our room like just to i can't speak to enough of how great a guy is there one one of my roommate uh, rj murphy he uh his dad played at harvard um he best guy he's my best friend and he's just a great dude uh marshall rafai my other roommate he's from montreal quebec i've played junior with him actually and just you know friends i'll have for life um jack jury who's playing in sweden now his uh, uncle chris jury there played for the rangers back in the day um he's his dad ted jury played in the nhl and played for harvard so just unbelievable kid uh, yeah. i learned a lot of the stuff from him like uh stretching nutrition um and just Every time I talk to him, it's like, it's just, he's such a nice kid, always puts other people for, uh, first and uh, works his ass off. So I got a lot of, ton of respect for those guys. And uh, I know as soon as COVID uh, ends, kind of, I know next summer we'll be back together. So yeah, um, I'm so grateful that I met those guys. And then outside of hockey too, I've met um, football players, baseball players, regular students that are just 
uh, lacrosse players too that I'm very close with and like I learn a lot from them um, I still keep in touch with them all the time and uh, it's been it's been amazing just opening it's eye-opening really how many how many great people you're surrounded with there and uh, I take advantage of it and try to meet as many many people as I can and uh, we actually have a thing called a finals club now too which is like it's an all-guys club we uh, kind of have dinners there and stuff and it's a great spot to you know network and meet meet new new uh other students so that's kind of where i know the baseball guys from lacrosse guys uh and other students that have like there's other guys in the club that have started companies i know one guy started a company called thrive cash and like he's already sounds unreal thrive cash i'm not sure how much i haven't looked much into it but i just saw him like sending me texts about it or and uh so it's just like you see how driven these driven and how determined all these people are at school so I think that's the one thing meeting all these people is like in the end it's just it's great to be in a pool of people that are like-minded and so so driven in life and there's and in sports so yeah so no it's I'm just thinking of the social network right now I'm just like, yeah what does Zuckerberg great movie. Do? yeah writing on the so wall actually Zuckerberg the dorm he was in Kirkland house is where we live in me and the hockey guys no way yeah so in the movie I don't know like I've watched it a couple times and it's not it's, it is in Harvard. Like it's all there's. They actually talk about the finals clubs there, like the parties and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I'm a part of, I guess. And it is a pretty good representation representation of Harvard life, but it is it is different. And uh, like that that movie is crazy. Like there is people like you think about it. Like as much as I walk around campus and I'm going to get a burrito bowl and back to my dorm and go to practice. Like there's other people that are sitting in their room, like just grinding, like new ideas, and who knows who will have the next big thing. But there's definitely, there's definitely people there that have the ideas. So it's crazy. I remember when you gave us a tour, not even of the the rink, but of the town, and yep. we drove by the apartment of Matt Damon where he wrote the movie Goodwill oh, Hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. that was cool. That was I, I, uh, I forget. I think Foxy actually told me that he was like, it's it's a another finals club, and he was in the library in the basement of it, and I guess that's where that's where he wrote the movie. So I, that one always stuck with me. I was like. That's pretty cool. Like that's legit. It was a sick little town. I don't know what that yeah. little town was called, it's, but it's small. Cambridge, yeah, up in it's Harvard Square, I guess. But uh, it's like, it's kind of like I guess BU's right in the city. BC is its own campus, and then Harvard is like, kind of its own little town. Town there, yeah, and it's peaceful. It's relatively quiet within like the students' village and stuff. Yeah, down by the river there. Yeah, and I mean, me and Jerry like during the season would just go, or when it got nice out, we would sit by the river for legit. Like an off day, we'd sit by the river, throw the baseball around, and just soak it all oh, in for hours. Beautiful, yeah, beautiful. And we were just both okay with just sitting there and doing nothing and just relaxing. And yes. It was unreal. It's like you can get away, you can be in the thick of things. Like there's just, I just think Harvard does a great job with their students, their undergrad students especially. And you can t- like after going there for two years, you understand why it's uh, it's got the rep it does because it's a it's an unbelievable place that I'm glad to go to when we went to go watch the game we were really impressed with the alumni not only yeah. the alumni that like there's a big plaque up on the track there yeah. of the alumni and the people that have gone there but the, the alumni that were at the actual game yeah it was incredible because dudes myself uh and billy we were all wearing the same vest and it had, on the back of the vest there was a nova scotia flag yeah and uh a lot of people came up to us and were talking about the flag because a lot of people know nova scotia because yeah. all these rich folks go to cabot links and play golf in the summer so that's oh, how yeah. they know the nova scotia flag yeah so they all we were talking to so many people and we're like so obviously they're asking what we do so i'm pitching high button to them like give me some money you don't want to be an investor <laughs> and uh 
And they're just like, no, but we're alumni. I'm like, do you have kids playing or anything? Like, no, just here to watch, like here to support. And I probably had a conversation with five or six people, just alumni, just there to support, there to yep. there to be part of the tradition. And it was crazy. You know, I don't know what day we were there. We were there on a Wednesday afternoon game. You know, it wasn't that big of a game, but it was yeah. a game. But it was incredible how many people were there just to just to support, just yeah. to be there, just to to represent the school. It, it was very very cool. It's and I think that's the main thing about Harvard. The most important thing is the alumni network is is so strong and everyone. I mean, I talk about how much I love it there. Like I I'd probably do the same thing when I'm when I'm older. Like I would give support back. I, I mean, I love the place. Like I've met some of my best friends there or my best friends there, and like every game we have the thing called the Friends of Harvard Hockey, which supports our team. Um, it's all alumni yeah. and they give back and they're there all the time road games like we're in the road we play in New York City maybe um, we're at the garden and like they'll put us up for a dinner oh. in the city and it's just like oh, come on. so we're pretty we're pretty fortunate and uh, but no and they're also great people to talk to like I, my parents whenever they go to they're yes. always I brought my grandma she came to visit and she's 87 88 and she's strutting around the rink and everyone's coming up to talk to her I'm introducing her and they're having like she was pumped just because these people are so personable and uh and nice so but no it's it's a it is a, also a lot like nova scotia like there's a lot of connections yeah in boston to nova scotia so that's i'm i'm glad i'm kind of back closer to home yeah in a spot i mean when i played in nebraska uh, they don't know where nova scotia is or they didn't even know it was in the on earth <laughs> so i mean it's nice to be back kind of close to home where i can people kind of want it like they enjoy talking about nova scotia yeah well when we were up talking to these people i can tell bullshit you know i can smell it like when oh, people yeah. ask about the high button i can tell the people that actually care they're engaged and though. the people that just yeah. they're just there to ask just because they kind of have to ask yeah but the amount of care that these people had when they were actually okay you know they're actually asking about high button sports what is it how yeah. did you start it how many podcasts do you do how many videos who do you know on the team oh how do you know willie okay and it was yeah. an actual cool conversation with some really intelligent people nice yeah. people and I just, I just thought it was cool because, you know, you go to America, you hear the stigma, oh, they're all dicks, all that shit. Yeah. But then you're actually there and you're actually talking to the people. I, I was very surprised. It was a very cool uh, experience. We were almost blown away by the tradition and the even like the cleanness of it. Like the rink was perfect. Yeah, very the, clean. The boards, there was no advertising. It was all ivy. The, 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 the store. Yeah, the, the store is very even the guy classy. at the gate. We didn't have you. You only left tickets for Billy because dudes and I weren't even supposed to come. Right. And we showed up to the front and we just asked the guy, we're like, "Hey, like we're not really supposed to be here, but Willie was gonna leave us tickets." And like Willie Devoe, I'm like, "Yeah, like he's all right, boys, just go on in." The guy <laughs> at the gate just let us go because we were yeah. friends with you, and we didn't even have tickets. And he says, "Go for it." You know, it was just, there were just so many things about that day that were just kind of just blew our minds. It was yeah. a really cool thing. No, that's, that's really awesome. Cool. I, I think that's the one thing is about especially Harvard hockey. Like, I'm not going to say we're the North Dakota fans, but, um, like, we get really good support from our alumni. Um, we might not have the rowdiest fans in the league, but students still, you know, come. And it's tough when we're in Boston. you got the Bruins, BC, yeah. all these other schools. And Red Harvard's, Bull crashed ice. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you were in that. Or you were well, we were filming. filming that's it. why yeah, we were yeah. there. Yeah, that yeah. was true. Um, we had our passes on at the game. We like <laughs> yeah, we thought yeah. that would get us in the game. Like, let's just wear our passes. They'll let us in. <laughs> <laughs> that's it unreal. worked <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> it did but yeah it's like i think when we're in a market that it's like not so folks about just making money like it's not junior hockey where you're just trying to get fans in the seats you get good support and like it just makes for a way better atmosphere with our team too because it's less of a business and i think guys it still is a business obviously like it's cutthroat to play or not but um 
there's no like trades or anything or guys getting sent down. You're worried for your life. Like everyone can just come to the rink and we're like, we're a very close team. Like, and it just makes, I think the Harvard hockey program has done a great job. So yeah. and just creating an atmosphere that's great to watch hockey and great to play hockey for them. I like the uh, the student band section. That was cool. Oh yeah, they yeah. like I remember that on Mighty Ducks. They're not there like, all the time, but yeah, it's cool. It's interesting coming from like a Mooseheads game where it's just all music, and yeah. you come to a college game and it's bands. It's really yeah. cool. Cornell, uh, when we go play Steiny, like we come on the ice, and well, my first like my second game of college hockey, because I when I started to get shoulder issues, I didn't play the first five games my freshman year, and I got thrown in against Arizona State, I think. I was like 13th forward, get my feet wet. Yeah. And the next game, the coach throws me in the fourth line at center, and I was like, we're going to play Cornell at Madison Square Garden. I'm like, wow, I've never played in front of this before. And we show up, and their band's there, and it's just a sea of red. Like, I'd say 17,000 Cornell fans and 1,000 Harvard fans. Wow. If that. And, that's like, and it was sold out. Like, very nice game. Like You, you played in a sold-out Madison Square Garden? Yeah, it was. A, I, have, I think I have a picture of it. Like, it was it was an unbelievable crowd. Like, the rivalry's unreal, but their band's buzzing. They're throwing fish at us on the ice. It's a ri- old thing. So that's ish. what I was trying to get to. Yeah, like, when we go to Cornell, we, we come on the ice. It's a small rink, but it's, like, rowdy. Like, they sell it out like right to the brim like it's standing room only there's not a no empty way. space of air in the rink and their band is right on top of us all over us we come out and then we line up instead of going on the goal line like we usually do we come along the boards so Why? they can't so they can't chuck fish at us oh, are you serious so they literally chuck full-on fish on the ice and it reeks like during the uh, national anthem like i'm out there i'm like coming on and i just see like swedish fish start coming and then a full-fledged like uh I don't know what it was, but just comes flying into the circle. I'm like, I'm like, this is nuts. I've You're never like, dang, someone like maritime. That's <laughs> yeah. dinner tonight. Keep throwing yeah, them. Thanks, I'm boys. That on the yeah, bus. Appreciate yeah, it. Or cooked. I don't care. Yeah, no, it's so it's like, that's one of the coolest experiences I think I've ever played in. Yeah, at Madison Square Garden and just at Ithaca or at uh, Line of the Rink, the yeah. rink there in Cornell, and get to play against Thiney was was pretty fun. So let me ask you a question about playing at Madison Square Garden. I have a, I have a theory. Yeah. Because when Ethan Phillips came on, plays for BU, and they went yeah. into Madison Square Garden, he said that they had a tough time getting in, going through security, and they ended up being late playing the game. And then I talked <laughs> yeah. to Steiny about it, and he's like, no, it was easy. We went right through. We, we were in the, the uh, Rangers dressing room. It was perfect. So I have a theory that every away team has trouble getting into the rink, and I think it's a <laughs> tactic from Cornell. Is it, did you have trouble getting into the so rink, or were you good? We played Cornell the first year, and they were in the Rangers room, and we were in the refs room. Because the uh, Caps and... The Rangers were playing at two. So the Caps had the away dressing room. And maybe, I don't know where Cornell was, but what room. Anyways, yeah, Matt, we couldn't get into the rink until like legit two hours before the game. So, See, this is a thing. Yeah, and we're coming in and like it is like high end security, like elevator. Like I had my pass and the elevator was slow. And I'm like in with a bunch of people and I'm like, got my headphones in. I'm like, got my water, my coffee. I'm like, I'm just trying to get the room so I can start stretching and shit. And then the next year, this year, we played Yale at MSG and we were in the Rangers room and it was like, Easy as could be. But the Rangers weren't playing that day, obviously, so it was a little less mayhem. But yeah, um, the Rangers room is sick. Like, we got to go down. Like, that was really cool. I heard so. it's attached to the Knicks room. Yeah, yeah. And their practice facility, same thing. Like, it's uh, they share it. So it's pretty it's pretty neat. We got to see the Knicks. I think we one night we got there early, and the Knicks were playing. And we kind of were, like, peeking through, trying to watch. Oh, because so. you guys were underneath the tunnel. Yeah, we were just, just putting like, our looking. gear, and we were airing our gear out. Because we, we just got there from practicing. And, uh so yeah, that was that whole experience. New York trip. We got to go to like the Harvard Club of New York after like Sunday morning. What's that? It's like just I don't even know. Like, Harvard I, Club of New York. It's called yeah. It's called the Harvard Club. They have a bunch of these clubs for like the 
University of Penn club, the Yale club. And it's just like people go to get dinner, hang out, like alumni come in and they hosted our team there. Probably the best dinner or brunch I've had in my life. Like Ooh. just shit cooks there, like ripping omelets and pasta. And I'm like walking around, like went out on the town the night before after the a win. And I'm just like, what's going on? I'm like, this is sick. There's was someone with a violin and a little guitar <laughs> playing there. I'm just like, I'm like, from like someone turned that violin off. I can't, I'm trying to think here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think on my plate. No, but uh, we, uh, it was just like, it was cool. I'm like, wow, it's going from Sackville, like to be here. Like it's pretty, it's pretty neat. So there's moments like that, that you just like take a step back and yeah. you're like, wow, this is, you should start a Harvard club in Sackville. That's what I'm thinking. All the boys would be on for it. They all love say. that I'm from Sackville. Like, yeah. Like Nova Scotia. And I've I been I've been in the room, so I can kind of part of Harvard. We could kind of bring it up together. Yeah, we could get a little – we could start it. Uh, I don't know where we could get, get it there on Sackville Drive, but we could uh, – I have a printer upstairs, and we could print off the Harvard <laughs> logo, and we can just tape the logo on yeah, the wall on the everywhere. Windows too, yeah. I got a buddy that plays the violin. He's not very good. We'll get him yeah, there. I can cook, too. I got a, Kenya? some pans at home. Yeah, we can – some. Uh, what are those fancy drinks with orange juice? Uh, oh, uh, with the champagne and mimosas. Yeah, mimosas, 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 sure. mimosas, and eggs, and a couple of Harvard logos on the wall. And get some shrimp in the harbor. We're good to yeah. go. That's there. We go. Some shrimp. Yeah. I love it. Harbor, Nova Scotia Harvard Club. No, we'll call it the Sackville Har- Sackville Harvard yeah, Club. Yeah, you got to rip Sackville. We'll put it in the bingo hall on the, in the <laughs> yeah, room on the left by the Sackville Arena. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's where we'll put it. it. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'll let. Yeah, I'll let. I'll let my coach know though. That's a great idea, but. Yeah, it's it's. I think there's one in Boston and stuff, uh, but that's part of the alumni network, like how well they take care of uh, current current students and and athletes there. So, no, that was that weekend. I say the weekend we beat Cornell was the best, coolest weekend. Uh, playing Yale this year was a lot a lot of fun too. I actually didn't play. So what was so fun? Oh, sorry about that. But what was <laughs> no, so fun about it? Oh, um, let me ask you this: What do you when you don't play against Yale? What is there to eat when you're in the press box? Uh, MSG sweet because. Uh, they had popcorn and stuff. That game wasn't so. The year before it was sold out, and I was I was playing, but this year it wasn't. So like it wasn't as packed in the press box. There was like some scouts up there, but the upper bowl was kind of like um, marked off just because mm. it was a smaller. Like Cornell's fans are crazy, and it was in like January, so it wasn't. It was still like a very good crowd, like probably ten thousand. Okay, that's the metro but, center. Uh, yeah, so it was a great, good game. I, it was like seven. I think we pounded them, but yeah. Um, uh, TD Garden though we played in the Bean Pot Constellation my first year and I hurt my shoulder. It was after you guys came to visit actually, so I didn't play that night. Yeah, we 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 were on the fence. Oh, you didn't end up playing that day. Okay, that's right. Yeah, you guys yeah. didn't come, and I got I my coach was like, listen, take some rest. So I was like, perfect. Because that game was on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, we left that's on the weird like a thing with Sunday. Yeah. yeah, and I, I was gonna because we were playing Shane and yeah, I didn't know I was not gonna play till like Sunday morning. But um, and the day before Colorado was there. Yeah, because Nate and Graves yeah, and all those so, boys were yeah, there. Yeah, you guys came on a great weekend. Yeah, like we had a good game on Friday, I think, and then Monday the Bean Pot. Did you go to that Boston game, the the uh, the Cole Harbor or not Cole Harbor, Colorado Colorado game? Uh no, I I've been to a few games, like a uh, quite a bit. I come when yeah. Tampa usually plays. Yeah, like yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like, uh, my buddy Marino there, his twin brother actually is our video guy, oh, yeah. our uh, analytics guy at Harvard. Very smart kid. Cool. Um, complete opposite of John. Like very smart. <laughs> John's a rock, but he's good at hockey. So. Um, Sorry, I cut you off about the bean pot. No, no, it's all good. But the the bean TD Garden, best popcorn in the league. I remember really? this year I wasn't. Or it was that year, yeah. I was. It's like a Monday, and I was like, "This is sweet." Feet up, watch the boys rip popcorn. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, no, it was nice. That was that's number one, I'd say, for the scratch life. I've been around a lot of rinks in my life. 
professional rinks. Yeah. I haven't been in all of them, but I've been around them. Yeah. The best ticket hecklers, I guess you call them. What do the people called outside when they're trying to sell you tickets? Oh, the uh, scalpers. The scalpers. The yeah. best scalpers in North America are in Boston. They oh, are, yeah. They are they, professionals. One guy got my number out of me somehow. Same here. I he was got going my to, number. I had ticket, and I gave it. I sold it to him, and I was like, he's texting me. Yeah. He got it, and he's like, if you ever need tickets any more time, and he's like, for the next couple of weeks, every was, game. Was he wearing a red sweater? Oh, I have no idea. The guy, the guy, like, he was wearing the red sweater. I was really? like, he's wearing I'll the red sweater. Next time I go, because you always remember the guy who's wearing a right bright red sweater. You <laughs> yeah, always remember the guy wearing a bright red sweater. That's yeah, a bold color. And the guy like somehow guilt tripped me and like made me feel bad. He's like, all right, well, the least you can do is give me your number. So if you change your mind, you can text me. I'm like, all right, fine, man. <laughs> the guy's texting me for like a week later. Yeah, so, you know, all, all over it. Like the best. That the, he was, he was a pro. Yeah, and I kind of respected it at the end. I didn't buy oh, tickets off sure. him, but I respected him because he was a master at his craft. They hustle, master. yeah. They hustle like at their job, and they they probably make some good coin off it. Like yeah. I remember one guy, he I had an extra ticket one night because John, it was his first game in Boston, and all the boys wanted to go, so he bought us tickets and yeah. got us a box. Kind of, I think I forget what happened, but I, I I bought a couple for extra guys to come, and I had to sell one. And this guy came up to me. He's like, "You selling tickets?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got one." He's like, "All right, twenty bucks." I'm like, uh, "Forty, maybe." He's like, "Done, done." And I see him. He's like, "Send it to me. Send it to me." So I sent it to him on Ticketmaster. And as soon as he gets it, I see him go right to the next person. He's like, "You want to buy a ticket?" I'm like, "For sixty, probably." Yeah, he's just yeah. flipping tickets like no other. I'm like, "All right, dude, you can at least go a little bit further away before you yeah. make twenty <laughs> bucks off me real quick." Take sixty steps away from me. <laughs> yeah. No, but, Boston's a Boston's a crazy place, man. We loved it. Felt I love great it at too. home, to be honest. Yeah, know? no, I've I like obviously living in Kearney, Nebraska, where I played. I didn't get much visitors, but um, being in Boston, there's always people around coming to visit, so yeah. it's wicked. And uh, yeah, I I absolutely love it. And that was part of my decision to you know during the whole COVID thing with the uncertainty of our season, um, I want to make sure I'm able to go back there after it's all done when things start playing. So yeah, because um, I yeah I mean. One thing I think a lot of guys right now are signing pro because um, our coach, it's tough. I talked to him last week, and uh, he's there's no real clear answer right now on what's going to happen with our season. So uh, it's just so up in the air, so many uncertainties. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's not, yeah, it's it's a tough one. It is a tough one. Yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I know um, my roommate Jack Jury. Like tough, tough decision for him to leave. Like I know. When our season ended, he was like, "Listen, I gotta, I have opportunities to go pro right now, like yeah. in North America with the team he's drafted by." So like, he was like, "But I'm not gonna take it. I want to come back and be with the guys yeah. and play one more year," which I think was a great decision for him. But yeah. then with all this going on, I think he's he signed in where Pedersen played in Sweden. Oh yeah, and they're gonna start playing right away. So he was like, "I'm I'm gonna go there." And it's almost like a lockout year. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's a for lockout. Him, year. It's a lockout. He wants to go pro and like he's ready. He's an unbelievable player. Um, so he's going there to kind of. Yeah, wait it out, and I so, think that kid loves the game, so he just wants to get playing as soon as possible. So, what do you think for you next year? So, for me, I think with uh, our school is completely online, and as a, I was going to be a junior in college. Um, they're only bringing freshmen back in dorms for the fall, okay, and seniors for the spring. So we're kind of sophomores and juniors kind of left with a dry. Ooh. So I think they canceled fall sports, so I'm going to take the fall semester off for sure, okay, um, and go play in. Uh, Playing the BCHL, actually. Uh, I'm going to play in West Kelowna. Um, beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I don't know if it's out there yet, but... Uh, oh, dude, I fuck, okay, sorry. So you can, we, I can edit it out if you don't want no, it to No, I guess I can say it. No, it's just... You sure? Me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, like, 
Um, I just it's kind of been crazy. Like I'm on the phone trying to figure things out, but it's nothing nothing to hide really. I'm gonna go play junior A for a year. I'm pretty pretty excited for it. Um, there's a great coach there, Simon Ferguson. He played for the Kelowna Rockets. Um, I talked to him on the phone a bit, and you know it's a good opportunity for me to go out and be the oldest guy. Like I mean, every team I've played on, I've been 16 year old playing against 20 year olds. It's like yeah, it's a good chance to take a step back. Uh, my coach at Harvard was pretty supportive of it, so. Uh, I can go out there at the end of the month here, start uh, practicing with the team, training a bit, and get some games in. So um, I'm pretty pumped. I, last year I didn't play many games because I came off a shoulder injury and just I don't think I was in my best uh, on a shape, I guess, ready to play last year. It's tough when you have a shoulder injury, though. Yeah, like know? I said, not skating all summer. I yeah. felt great coming back on the ice, but uh, getting a game and a little timid with the shoulder. Yeah. So, no, I've been home now skating with uh, Darren Burns from Acadia. And uh, Jill yep. and Daryl Plundowski there. Great group. Great skates. And I just feel uh, a lot of three-on-three, three, like small area games, a lot of skill work, kind of slowing it down. Yeah. So I feel uh, feel more ready to just go back, have fun in junior, and uh, kind of run with it. And then that also gives me the opportunity to go back to Harvard um, in the spring. Or in the spring, if we start playing, I can go back. Oh, yeah, because if you went to the queue, yeah, you'd lose your eligibility. So, yeah, and there's obviously like a lot of people in the uncertainty right now, I think, there were some opportunities in the queue, and I kind of, you know, I listened and listened to what they had to offer, and I think the queues, all my buddies play in the queue back home, and I think it's a great league. Um, I grew up watching it, um, but for me, I think what it came down to was I want to play hockey at Harvard, and the GM I talked to was unbelievable, like a great guy, and, you know, usually when you say no to someone, they're kind of goes off, but this guy never um never changed was still the same had the same compassion towards me with my hockey career even when I said no so I think that was pretty speaks volumes to him um and but I think I didn't want to close that door to go back to Harvard so and I think there's I think junior a hockey is is really good hockey and there's it's changed the stigma of it's changed especially out in BC I remember I've lived out there and I saw a couple games and it's cute pace out here yeah no for sure very good and I think those kids like I'll be going and playing against kids three, four years younger than me, which I'm probably not used to. But uh, yeah. these kids, like, I know a couple of the guys coming, they're they're, they're good. And uh, it'll be a good opportunity for me to also a leadership role. So Yeah. So, and you're in Canada, too. It's nice. That's the main thing, yeah. Like, with all the COVID, and I told my coach at Harvard this, Coach Donato there, like, I want to be in Canada. My mom can't, my family can't travel to the States. Um, and I guess I, 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 if I wanted to, I could go back to the States and live there and go to school and yeah. play in the USHL. But, I mean, for me, I talked to my advisor, too. He's just like, go to BC, enjoy it. Like, I'm going to West Kelowna. I'm pretty excited about that. It's a nice spot, I hear. Um, and uh, just play hockey, have fun, and stay safe, honestly. Like, I think Canada's doing a better, much better job with coronavirus. And hopefully it's gone by the end of the year. But my parents can come visit me. So, for me, it was just all-around better decision for uh, yeah. for life, I guess. It's a smart so, decision. You yeah, know? And I think – I thank you. And I, I like – Going to the USHL when I was 16, I feel like I just – was I ready? Yeah, I think so. I think I had a great year. But yeah. I think I've just been kind of pushing everything, going to Harvard at 18, going fast in life, and it's like it's a great opportunity to just, just take a step back and uh, enjoy it. So Yeah. And a year off school, take a deep breath and go back uh, go back pretty dialed. So they t- the, the taking the year off school thing, I'm never against that. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I, I'm pro-education. I think learning yeah. and getting ahead and, and doing all the right things in life is important. But yeah. – taking a semester off school is really good for for you like almost like right before when you got here um 
and before we were talking about like you know meditating and you know working yeah. on yourself and trying to become a better you exactly. rather than a you know a better brain yeah. it's great to look inwards and just go okay reassess not reassess you're on the right path in life you're 19 years old you're gonna have a harvard degree one day you're doing everything the right way but it's a yeah. great thing just to step back and look at who you are as a person not even exactly, as a hockey yeah. player you know exactly. you're, you know you're a hockey player but you know there's gonna be a day where you have to look at life and go okay what, what do i want to do what am i exactly. doing right now so it's, it's a good opportunity to step back and think no you know? for sure and that's what i think no one plays hockey till they're 81 nope. and uh no like my coach in uh, tri-city where i played junior always said like someone's gonna say no at one point and you got to be prepared for that so you know i'm gonna go to uh, bc this year i think i can do a better job like managing my time with no school going on but i'm gonna yeah. work on uh so our, our team uh, liaison i guess or advisor is uh he's high up at the harvard law school so i talked with him and he kind of set me up to do some work um some independent work while i'm playing hockey out there and start preparing for uh start preparing to get into law school after no way. after hockey so you want to yeah. go to harvard law that's Good for goal, you. Yeah. That's so sick. We'll see if, or even if I came back to Canada, go to law school. There's some great opportunities here, like um, UBC. Dow is really good law school. So like, yeah, they do. I know um, a couple buddies in it. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I don't think going to Harvard Law School. Obviously, I'd love to, but I don't think. Uh, I think there's some great opportunities here too. Yeah. So uh, I think this time off from school kind of gives me an opportunity to focus on that. That a lot of a lot of students do while they're doing school, but yeah. it's hard to do that when you're playing hockey and trying to get your classes done. Yeah, like, a, what do they call it? When you take a break from school and go work somewhere, it's a... Leave absence or... Leave, uh, like a yeah, internship somewhere. Internship, yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like I, that. You leave, I know, go get real-world experience. Yeah, I know I, one of my other friends has taken, uh, has taken a gap year, too, and has an internship, and, like, she'll do, she'll do great. Like, I think it's perfect to just take time off and work and get in the real world. Like it's, everyone's got to be in a little different situation, but everyone's trying to make the best of this kind of yeah, not great times. There's so. a silver lining to this all. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, if you, if you don't realize that for everyone listening, you know, you, you, you I'm not going to call you an idiot, but you got to understand that this is happening, but it's happening for a reason and everything's going to be okay. Exactly. It's going to be a year, maybe two, maybe three years off, but Wait till those three years are over and just, you know, look how much we're improving. Exactly. You know, you're, you're going to improve. Look at you. Your shoulder's feeling better. You're healthy. You're yeah. skating every day. And, you know, do you think you'd be able to do that if you're in the middle of the season? No. Not God, no. Yeah. Look at this studio right now. Would I have this studio and everything coming down if it wasn't for, uh, you know, COVID? No. So, no. Yeah, good no. stuff. It's, I, I agree. And I think, I agree. And I think, uh, like, with COVID, like, everyone it was a lot of high stress at the beginning but like everything everything happens for a reason that's i'm a big believer in that and it kind of just like anything in hockey like I, this year i started not playing and get scratched yeah. i go to madison square garden i'm sitting in the stands like sucks but like I, I, you got to embrace the suck i guess like and you got to know that there's like light at the end of the tunnel like i'm not playing now i've never really even scratched my hockey career so it's like everyone's got to go through that yeah. and it's better to do it now than later in life and uh I kind of took that, ran with it, worked hard in practice, was a great teammate, I think, um, was positive. And now look what happens. Like, um, we have a, a year off as hockey, and I can go play in junior A and kind of find myself. So it's like with COVID and life too, it's like you're going to take this time off. You're going to better yourself. People are starting to go for walks, get outside. I know me and my buddies play basketball like every night. Do you? Oh, yeah. Where at? Uh, we just play like. I don't. You don't have to tell me if you don't want people showing up. <laughs> no, you can show up for some threes. I was or gonna something. say I need to play something. Yeah, we play out by my house in Springfield Lake. Oh yeah. We play in uh, Fall River there. Oh yeah. 
but me, Ryan Francis, Andrew Cox, I have my buddy Josh Moore. Oh yeah. We just play like it's nice to be home. Like I like I said, I haven't been home in forever and all my buddies like I was best friends with say Josh Moore from when I was five to when I was thirteen and left home. So that's eight years. I haven't been friends with someone that long like anyone else. And now I'm home and I actually get to hang out with him again and be friends again. Yeah. And spend like he's an unbelievable kid. Love it. And you don't get that. Like you don't get guys like him and Francis and Coxie, like in Steiny too, like got to hang out with him. Like last time I didn't see him at all. Really? Yeah, barely. Same with Pete Libertor. He was always going to school early. Um, and then a guy like Cam Lee was home for the first time in a while. Got to he's got a new boat there, so we went on that a couple Cam times. Cam got a new boat? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Oh, that's so. that Pittsburgh money coming in, eh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All the boys are abusing it. <laughs> no, he's a great dude, though. And he's he hooks the boys up. So Love it. Has some fun. But yeah, in the end, like my Sackville buddies, I'm back hanging with them. I mean, I just think it's great that like I can come home after all that, and like you see a guy like Ryan Francis, who's unbelievable hockey player, and we're still just out like kids shooting the shit, playing basketball at nine o'clock and till dark, and it's yeah. like. I mean, that guy's, I was talking to him today with Coxie, both of them, like, he's so humble. You never see arrogance out of him. Franny? Franny, yeah, yeah. 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 And, like, we skated yesterday, and it was probably the most fun I've had in a while because I got to play with him again since the Sackville days. We were just out there having fun, dangling and scoring. So it's uh, it's uh, it's been great all around. Like, I've kind of taken a bad situation, not, not a bad situation of life not going how you think it was, and that's everyone right now, and just making a positive out of it and doing the best you can yeah so lunch on that man thank you for coming on willie i appreciate it appreciate it appreciate your time and thanks for having me last minute of the podcast is yours though if you want to thank anyone you go for it oh no just thank you guys and thank uh thank everyone for keeping us safe through covid and wish everyone the best out there awesome all right everyone for uh, everyone listening thank you very much for tuning in uh we're gonna be back tomorrow stay safe stay healthy enjoy the day i think it's I think it's sunny out right now. I'm not sure, but if it is, enjoy. Have fun. Is that potato salad? Yo, listen. Niggas give me the cold shoulder. I can speak for myself. So I keep a hot waist and alligator the belt. Ain't got a belt with the holster. I ain't playing games, but got some little niggas who would do it. So I pass the controller. You can press the next out. Triangle your nose. Pause your life if you square. Try to mess with my O's. Whoa. So cut the crap like shit barbers. Cause we really with the beef like cars of the gay fathers. Nigga, we get dollars. Give them the Ben Baller, exchange for them chains I saw shiny with thick water, I got back pains, neck heavy like whipped cream I whip clean, and they all white I whip cream, and cop boards and I draw stick, I whip cream and cop cribs, I got more space than big jeans, y'all sleeping on me explain why they got shit dreams, I'm alien got the laser gun with the big beam, married to the money, my bitch green, no I don't sit lean but ride around the rockets like yeah I mean y'all niggas weak, they thought I was goofy and all mouses, double See my luggage and fill them with comb blouses. Y'all cop cush, my nigga, I cop houses. And fill them with some Leo to capture some cold sprouts, nigga. Where we, Rocky, ASAP, golf boy, where we at, nigga, in Paris. Fuck clothes, I cop pieces. Couple dots with me and them hoes like divas. Got my vans on, but they look like sneakers. Flip a couple packs, bass guard in the speakers, bass all in the speakers. In the field like baseball, play ball, face wall when police is come. I don't rock Chanel, I rock Channel And no, this ain't a purse, it's a statue Plus, at you Nah, I ain't sneeze, but if niggas want steam or smoke, bet I match you Got a bullet with your name on the barrel If hollows don't clip, you get nipped like it's cat food That dude, when I die, they gotta make a statue Bad attitude, this ain't a purse, it's a statue
Go to any nigga with money up in my bracket. Then I think about the state of rapping. All the freshmen in the classes, all the super seniors mumbling and rambling, mumbling and rapping, mumble rapping. I find it hard to find actual talent. I find it hard to find an actual challenge. Unlike Shabazz Palaces, last acid hit, elaborate. Rat Labs, Labyrinth, Word to Kodak's, Black's Lazarus, Call Drops hey, on yo, the album skits. I'm the channel that you watch. I'm the ammo on the Glock. Weird nigga, full suit with the sandals and the socks. Stop. And bass on my neck, boy. You would think I hate glass homes where I'm handling the rocks. Who cast the first stone? Bitch, it's me. Fuck your thought. Real grunge, nigga. I ain't got a flannel as the top. And I'm picking up guitar. Still, I'm nigga bum. Niggas wish they could make a garden shed. But they sleeping on me, man, like they arm is dead. I'm a wild nigga, boy. And you farmer bread. Born, you ain't animal. You all corn. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Hey, Sims, what up, nigga? 